Hello. How are you guys all doing tonight? There's a lot more of you now than when we started, which is actually a really good thing. But I was, yeah, so here we are. <laughs> um, so I'm honored to be able to share with you guys a piece of the journey that I'm currently on. Um, I have the opportunity to go to the Himalayas in October with a team from Jesus Culture. Um, and this trip is just, um, it's not just another trip for me. It's really just um, an answer to a deep stirring in my heart. Um, when I was a kid, I remember telling my mom, I don't want to just grow up, go to work, and come home and do it again the next day. <laughs> and a lot of my, I mean, a lot of day-to-day -day is that. But um, I told her, I was like, I want to travel. I want to see things and do things and um, make a real difference. Um, as a teenager, I hung around with um, kids that were in and out of juvenile hall and had drug problems. And... Um, my parents weren't quite fond of the idea, <laughs> but uh, my heart was to love them and to guide them um, and, just, um, and just to love people and to direct them to God. Um, so a few years ago, I was barely 19, and I moved to California for a ministry internship program, um, which I was a part of for several years. And as a team, we traveled and all together put on conferences, cleaned a lot of toilets, a lot of them. Um, fought side by side, laughed and cried together. When the ministry in, uh, ended up, ended abruptly, I found myself with no job, um, no friends, no, no place to live, and I, my identity was completely crushed because it was within a ministry and not within, the, within God. I was completely broken and felt robbed in so many ways. Um, fast forward a couple of years, and I ended up coming to Sac State, um, and <laughs> I actually found out about Epic Life, because a friend, um, Colin, for some of you guys that know him, would post consistently um, and check in at Epic. And so that's actually how I found Epic, and I researched it a little bit, and I um, figured out really quickly this is where the Lord wanted me to be. Um, when I got here, in God's goodness and love for me, he began to uncover what I plowed over for years and started to deal with the hurt and the pain within me. And, the ex um, and it was actually... Um, Camille Knopf was speaking, I remember the night, speaking about like disappointments and just stuff that was, and I felt like the Lord just took the lid off of like the can of snakes, you know, those like funny little toys as a kid. And I was like, I don't even know what to do with this. And I literally the next week, <laughs> Eric got up and said, some of you guys, <laughs> you don't even know what to do with all that that came up last week. And I was like, yep, that's me. Um, the expectations I had were just of abandonment and broken trust. Um, and I was certain that the level of relationship I once had with my intern family um, that, that was completely shattered was no longer a possibility, and I believed it was only for that time. Um, I was just trying to survive mentally, emotionally, spiritually, um, and relationally. I just wanted, I wanted nothing to do with ministry, and, I let, and, I, um, and let alone cultivate deep relationships with other people. <laughs> Um, I remember hearing the voice of the Lord say to me, I'm going to restore those things the enemy stolen from you. A few years, um, a few years ago, um, Epic took one of their trips to El Salvador, um, and I had the, the privilege to be able to go. Um, I never really had a heart for missions per se, but I felt an undeniable draw to do it. While in El Salvador, um, we were riding in this van all squeezed together, <laughs> and I was in the very back, and I just... Um, I just loved being right there in that moment, and I felt the Holy Spirit whispered in my heart, I'm restoring those things which were lost right now. 
that trip was the trip that formed the foundation of friendship and with some of the core people in my life today. We walked through many things together on that trip. We prayed for people. We got healed. We prayed for people who got healed, introduced many to Jesus, and learned to communicate fear, fears, struggles, and encouragement to one another. And we loved on children, lots of children, <laughs> and we were tired. <laughs> when we returned, it was not, I was not the same. There was an area of my heart that had been brought alive as a result of our trip. And a question of how was I supposed to return to a normal life? I felt like a deep well had been tapped into my heart and it had sprung a leak. <laughs> and I wasn't, it wasn't a bad thing, but I opened up a whole new area of, of love and of my heart I had no idea what to do with. The following year, um, a small team led by a couple of fellow Epic Lifers um, for another organization was heading to Columbia for three weeks and I was asked to join the team. <laughs> my heart ached to go, my spirit was excited about the trip. And what would take place when my mind told me that there was no way that it was going to happen. There's no way due to the job that I had that I'd be able to get the time off of work. And there was no way I could afford to go. And, I, and it went on and on. And it would take a miracle. And I told them that. <laughs> I told them that there was no way that it was possible and I wasn't going to go. Because it would take a miracle. Because obviously our God doesn't do miracles, right? So as I was in worship the next week, I felt the Holy Spirit take... Tell me plain as day, tell them yes, and go to Columbia. And I was like, okay. I then began to hear that I would be traveling for many more um, years to come to other countries, and it would start when, and it all started back when I went to El Salvador with Epic Life. Sure enough, that time was approved off, which later I found out my director wasn't, <laughs> my director um, actually never saw my time off request. Somehow it got approved, and scheduling had no idea how it got approved. And she said she would not have approved it if she saw it. So there was the miracle right there. <laughs> the finances poured in, and I was amazed that God would call me and allow me to take part in such a, such a great thing. But also that others believed in me also. The experiences that I had in Colombia added another layer of passion, and my heart was bursting for the people I encountered. So this year, I was supposed to go to another country because... And I had not heard of any mission trips that were being planned, so I began talking and planning to go to Costa Rica. I'd been wanting to go to a language school down there. My brother had gone to a different one um, several years ago. So I began contacting them and getting the information. And I was talking to some friends, and we started planning to save to go, but in my heart and my spirit, it just wasn't coming together. In worship service, I was talking to the Lord. So if you see a trend here, it's in worship, the Lord talks to me a lot. So um, he was, he, I began to talk to him, and, um, and he told me about, you know, about traveling and the things that he had told me. And I was wondering, I was like, if, well, is this really true? Am I really supposed to travel? And I heard him say to me, he's like, get a backpack. And I was like, get a backpack. So I began to have a dialogue about God about, the back, about a backpack. And they said, yeah, get a backpack. I was like, what do you mean a backpack? What kind of backpack am I supposed to get? So I go into this, like, analytical conversation with the Lord about this backpack. So he didn't quite answer me. He said a traveling backpack, and, which in my mind that meant, like, four different things. And um, so a couple weeks went by, and I still hadn't found out exactly what it meant. I also had this odd idea that I just really need to get some hiking boots. So <laughs> I would look at the Big Five ad that came out of the, with the junk mail every week just to see if maybe there was a pair that were on sale that looked appealing. 
I didn't really know why, but I just really needed these boots. So in April, I went to a young adults gathering for Jesus Culture, and they announced that they were sending a small team to go to the Himalayas, and they had opened up a few spots for the young adults. I wrote the date in my calendar, and I signed up for, for the information, not expecting to go. I was actually poking fun at the idea because in my mind, there was no practical way in my life I could go at this moment. And a few weeks later, I got an email with information and the cost of the trip and where we were, exactly we were going. And at the bottom of the page, it read, other expenses, backpacking backpack, sleeping mat, and hiking boots. And I was like, that's the backpack. <laughs> so there was my answer. I knew that this, this was the trip God was praying my heart to go on. And I finally knew what kind of backpack I was to buy. So my heart was yelling with resounding yes inside of me. And I called my mom, because that's what you do, <laughs> and talked it over with her and to get some confirmation of what I felt I was to do. And she was supportive and encouraged me to apply. That was 10 o'clock on a Wednesday night. And after a whirlwind of events, by 8 a.m. the next morning, I had a spot on the team. I later realized that my gut reaction was to say yes and that I had not thought through all the logistics of what that meant as far as getting time off work, which was my biggest obstacle, the last mission trip that I felt was huge. Um, so I felt like this was a huge area of growth and growth and trust in my life that when the Lord says to go somewhere that you just say yes. When I did think about it, I knew he would, he would, how he had figured it out last time that he would do it again. Of course, I got approved, but I got the time off approved, but I had already made a resolve in my heart that I was going to go no matter what, which is a little bit scary sometimes. <laughs> in the last couple of months of preparing for this trip, it has been a time of growth and consistent journey and reminding of who I am in Christ as a daughter, that when I felt like I had failed or the times that I questioned if I had heard correctly, I had to go back to the journey to remember the journey, the promises, and the process that I've been going through. I'm cons consistently reminded that no matter what I do or don't do, that his love for me remains the same. And it was amazing to me what God had been doing amongst our team. Now, this is such a, there's such a sense of unity and family that has developed very organically. The very thing that the enemy tried to convince me that could never be was exactly what is happening he makes it all, the Lord makes all things beautiful and takes the things that are broken and uses them to make beautiful portraits. So when we get to the Himalayas, we will be backpacking into remote villages, sharing the love of Christ with those who have likely have never heard the name of Jesus before, giving them Bibles in their own language, whether it be an actual book or audio, depending on if they're able to read. And God has restored what ministry looks like to me that the more majority of ministry doesn't happen from a, behind a pulpit, but in everyday life, just being who God created you to be and just saying, um, and there are times that you get an opportunity to do things out of the ordinary. You just have to say yes. It's all the times you hear and, or feel his voice and you decide to act. You never know what God has planned behind your yes. So with that, I just ask that you guys keep our team in your prayers. We've gotten many reports back from, um, from the, we're actually partnering with YWAM, and we've gotten many reports back from them that are um, just that there's whole villages that are coming to know Christ when they go in there and talk to them. So um, just keep us in your prayers, and 
the prayers of the people that we're encountering, um, and we're just believing that the Lord's going to do miracles, and there will be lots of salvation. So there you go. Thank you.